You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2021 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Our great God, our dear loving Heavenly Father, the God who has been waiting for us in this auditorium before we even stepped in. Lord, we praise you and we thank you that you have prepared our hearts to receive whatever it is that you want to give us today. And Lord, we pray for more of your spirit. We pray, dear Father, for hunger. We pray for thirst. Dear Father, I pray in a very special way that may you speak your words today. And may you prepare our hearts to pray the prayers that you desire for us to pray. May we ask for more of your spirit. This, Lord, we pray in the loving and precious name of your son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. For those of you who are involved in the prayer ministry and who loves the topic about prayer, I believe that this is one of your favorite verses that I'm about to read this morning. Second Chronicles 7, verse 14. You see, some of you are not even opening your Bible already. I memorized it. Second Chronicles 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall what? Shall humble themselves and pray. Friends, have you noticed that the first prerequisite that was stated here in this verse is not to pray right away, is to humble ourselves. And I was wondering before, why is it that way? Why humble before pray? One simple answer, because we're not. Because we're not. And friends, I tell you, even in the prayer ministry, there could be a competition. Even in the prayer room, there could be a competition. That is why the Lord is really asking His church, asking His people to humble ourselves before Him. And when we bow before Him, He's the one in charge, not us. Can you say amen to that, friends? Humble them themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their lands. And this quote is one of my inspiration in doing this, this, uh, this ministry. It is found in Selected Messages, Book 1, page 121. And I believe most of you are familiar with this quotation. It says, A revival of true godliness among us is the greatest and most urgent of all our needs. The greatest need is not funding. It's not programming. But what? Revival. And it says here, to seek this should be our very first work. To seek revival should be our what? Our very first work. Not to plan out, not to do anything, but to bow before His presence and to seek revival. There must be earnest effort. Wow. There must be what? Earnest effort. To obtain the blessing of the Lord, not because God is not willing to bestow His blessing upon us. Listen to this. Not because that God is not willing to bestow His blessing upon us, but because we are unprepared to receive it. Wow. It is not because that God is holding it back from us, but because we are unprepared to receive revival. And I love this next line because it gives a beautiful, a beautiful and a very, very distinct 
instruction of what the Lord is wanting us to do in order for us to receive revival. Because who among you here has been praying for revival? Please, please raise your hand. I believe that most of you here who, who are coming every morning desires for revival. This is why we come here. And then we have been praying, Lord, please send revival. Pour out your spirit. But why are we not experiencing it until now? Friends, maybe, maybe we are not really praying the prayer that the Lord would have us pray. Listen, it says here, it is our work. It is our what? Our work. This is the part that we need to play. This is our duty, our obligation. This is one thing that the Lord wants us to understand right now. It is our work by confession, humiliation, repentance, and earnest prayer to fulfill the conditions upon which God has promised to grant us His blessing. We have been praying for revival, but we have not been humbling ourselves before Him. We have not been praying the prayer of repentance. Friends, this is the work that God would have us do. And if we will do part, can you say amen to that? And it says here, a revival need be expected only in answer to prayer. What type of prayer? Humbling ourselves. And if we are really heeding the prompting of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's first work is to convict us. It's to convict us of sin. And we have been asking for Him, Lord, please give me this, give me that. God is somehow telling us, you should do this first. If you do this, then I will give. Then if you do this, I will pour out. Friends, we are so busy in asking for a lot of things, but not what God has been desiring for us to ask Him. We don't take Him at His word. Like the disciples, have you noticed, friends, the disciples have been walking with Jesus, have been eating with Jesus for three and a half years, and yet they did not get Him. They did not get him. And Jesus was telling them, I will die and I will be raised back again to life. And they were thinking, nah, it doesn't fit our plans. <laughs> you will be king. It doesn't fit our plans. So they did not take God at his word. They did not take Jesus at his word. And same is true with us. I'm thinking most of the time when I read the Bible, I was, I'm looking at the disciples and oh, they didn't have a clue. Then I'm looking at my situation, at our situations. We don't have a clue. But friends, God has given us all the answers, not just a clue. Can you say amen? God has given us all the answers, all the instruction, but we are not taking them at His word. We lean so much on a lot of things, but not upon Him. We depend so much on a lot of things, but not upon Him. My dear friends, this is actually our, our disadvantage right now because we are in the age of solutions. We are in the age of answers. If you want, if you want questions, if you have questions, all you have to do is <laughs> press Siri or Google and they give you the answer. But friends, you know what? We are missing out if we are leaning on all those things, on all resources, on our influence, but not on the one who desires to give us everything. One powerful quote about this is found in Signs of the Times, August 24, 1891, paragraph 9, it says, 
whatever prevents us from making Christ our entire dependence is abomination in the sight of God. Whatever prevents you and me and the church from making Christ our entire dependence is abomination in the sight of God. And I was wondering, why is this a major thing in God's sight? You know why, friends? Hello? Uh, you, you hear me? Okay, I praise God. You know why this is a major thing? Because the Lord knows, the Lord sees that if we lean on anything else other than Him, we're nothing. Nothing will be accomplished. We will be a sport of the enemy. And we will continue walking like this. Remember the graph that we have seen yesterday? Friends, that will continue on. 0.29, not even 1%. All throughout, or it will even decrease. Whatever prevents us from making Christ our, our entire dependence is abomination in the sight of God. And Patriarchs and Prophets, page 717, paragraph 1, it says, The tenor of the Bible, the subject, the theme of the Bible, is to inculcate distrust of human power and to encourage trust in divine power. Wherever you look at the Bible, it has been encouraging us to lean upon God. Lean upon Him, not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, remember? And lean not on your own understanding. And Testimonies, Volume 5, page 729, it says, God cannot glorify His name through His people while they are leaning upon men and making flesh their arm. Wow. Their present state of weakness will continue until Christ alone shall be exalted. Until with John the Baptist, they shall say from a humble and reverent heart, He must increase and I must decrease. And dear friends, have you noticed? Humility is not a very popular topic. Huh? It's not a very popular topic because we don't want to talk about humility and yet we don't humble ourselves. Or sometimes, and this is funny about humility, when you think you're humble, then you're not. And <laughs> you think you're humble and then you're not. Friends, listen to this. Men cannot depart from the counsel of God and retain their peace and restfulness of soul. There is no insanity so dreadful, so hopeless as that of following human wisdom and guided by the wisdom of God. The Lord has been giving us instruction after instruction. How to obtain revival. How to obtain His Spirit. But friends, we have been leaning on a lot of things. We have a lot of agendas on our mind that keeps us away from listening to what God really wants us to do. And uh, I love this beautiful story. I think I heard it. Uh, I watched it from 3ABN. There's this uh, church and this church has two families that are very, very active. And uh, the two fathers who are, who are just like the, the priest of, of their family is also the two priests of this church. You know what happens? When an active church goes out and do evangelism and do missions, who's the one that is, who's not happy? The enemy of souls. And he caused contention between the two. Make long story short, friends, when there is fighting, the Holy Spirit could not be in the midst of it. It's not a welcoming sight 
is not a welcoming presence. Uh, it's not a welcoming condition to the Holy Spirit's presence. So everything just, just went dead. All evangelism just was thrown out. And even the pastor, I think the pastor left or the Lord placed the pastor somewhere else. And there was a new pastor who came in. And the pastor uh, that, that's young saw what is the condition and, and he's saying, oh, I don't know what to do. So friends, when you don't know what to do, what do you do? You pray. <laughs> Praise God for the moments that we don't know what to do. Amen. <laughs> that brings us into our knees. So the first thing that he somehow decided to do is to do a, an entire 12 hours of prayer vigil. From 6 Friday night to 6 a.m. Saturday morning. And so he asked the people to, to somehow uh, pick an hour to pray. And uh, so everyone, those who are willing, signed their, their names. So this one father, one of those two fathers, signed, signed at 7 p.m. on Friday. So while he was waiting on the steps, he was waiting on the steps of the church, waiting for his time, as I think 6.50 and he saw from the parking lot, walking, the other father. And then they just found out. They just realized that they signed on the same hour. Awkward, huh? But did you know, uh, do you think that it's a mistake? It's a divine appointment. The Holy Spirit really made it happen. And friends, while they were approaching, while the other guy was approaching the other guy, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit moved their heart. No talks, no nothing. They just hugged each other and began weeping. And they said to each other, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's, it's me who caused all this commotion. The other guy said, no, no, it's me. Friends, they wept at each other's arms. And after they settled things, they went inside the church arm in arm. Arm in arm. And then they went to the pew, to the second pew, in front, and then they poured out their hearts, praying before God. And some of the church members who signed, who signed in at 6 p.m. saw what happened. And you know what's faster than the speed of light? Seventh-day Adventist news. So they texted their friends. They called their friends. Hey, you know what's happening here? So make long story short, friends. In the morning, when the pastor came in, in the church, the new pastor, he pulled into the parking lot. He was shocked. Is this my church? Remember, he's new because he was just confused. The parking lot was full at 4 or 5 a.m. He went inside his church. He saw all his church members singing to the Lord, praying, weeping before God. And that, and those two fathers are still there, arm in arm. My dear friends, a lot of things will be accomplished if we just humble ourselves before God. Can you say amen? Our part in this, in this work that God has given us is just to submit. It's just to obey. Listen to this very beautiful quote from, from God's amazing grace. Man can accomplish nothing without God. Can you say amen to that? How much can we accomplish without God? How much? Oh, nothing. And God has arranged his plans as, so as to accomplish nothing in the restoration of the human race without the cooperation of the human with the divine. And I love this next line. 
the part man is required to sustain is immeasurably small. The part that man is required to sustain is what? Immeasurably small. Yet in the plan of God, it is just that part that is needed to make the work a success. What is that small part, this immeasurably small part? We'll get to know about that later. And, and friends, we have to admit that without God, we are nothing. John 15 verse 5, Jesus himself declared, For without me ye can do nothing. And if we heed his instruction, if we take him at his word, I believe, friends, I believe things would be easier. Things would be faster if we just heed his instruction. And Testimony Treasures, Volume 2, this is one, one inspiration that, that really gives me so much, so much joy. It says here, there is a necessity for the Lord himself to communicate his own ideas to the soul. Did you hear this? There is a necessity for the Lord himself to communicate his own ideas to the soul. Just imagine, friends, the Lord's desire to communicate with us. But if we have our own ideas, his ideas are not welcome. If we have our, our own way, his ways, his ways, my dear friends, will never be found. What a thought that instead of our poor, earthly, contracted ideas and the plans will communicate. Let me read it again. What a thought that instead of our poor, earthly, contracted ideas and plans, the Lord will communicate to us his own ideas, his own thought, noble, broad, far-reaching, always leading heavenward. My dear friends, if we follow his will, if we take him at his word, remember that what we talked about yesterday, a life that the Lord desires for his church to live is a series of uninterrupted victories. A series of uninterrupted victories. He desires to tell us something if we would only listen. Remember, friends, the Lord desires to give us the Spirit, but there are conditions. And listen to these conditions. Christ has promised the gift of the Holy Spirit to His church, and the promise belongs to us as much as to the first disciples. But like every other promise, it is given on conditions. There are many who believe and profess to claim the Lord's promise. They talk about Christ and about the Holy Spirit, yet receive no benefit. Have mercy. Yet receive no benefit. Listen, friends, they do not surrender the soul to be guided and be controlled by divine agencies. The part that we are asked to play is the part to surrender. We cannot use the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to use us. We have to remember that we cannot use the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what? is to use us. Our part is to submit. Our part is to be led and to be guided by Him. So whenever we pray, my dear friends, we do not even know most of the time what to pray for unless the Holy Spirit indicts those prayers in our hearts. And you know what? English is not my first language. So when I, when I saw that, that quotation that the Holy Spirit desires to indict the prayers in our hearts, when I look at the word indict, you know what indict means? 
I know it. I think you know it. You're Americans, most of you. Indict means to compose. Isn't that beautiful? The Holy Spirit Himself will compose the prayers in our hearts. The things that could not be uttered, Holy Spirit will teach you what to pray for. Listen, friends, through the Holy Spirit, God's work in His people to will and to do of its good pleasure. But many will not submit to this. They want to manage themselves. This is why they do not receive the heavenly gift. Friends, did you hear this? If we do not submit, we will not receive. If we do not yield, my dear friends, we will not benefit from the how much more the Lord desires to give us. It's like we are asking for our, for our bottle to be filled, but we do not open the lid. So no matter how much water is being poured out, nothing could be received. Even if that bottle is under the eternal fountain, eternal waterfalls, nothing would fail you if you will not open the lid. Friends, only to those who wait humbly upon God, who watch for His guidance and grace, is the Spirit given. Only to those who wait humbly. There must be an, effort, an earnest effort to obtain the blessing of the Lord, not because that God is not willing to bestow His blessings upon us, but because we are unprepared to receive it. And here we are thinking, that we have been praying for revival, that we have been praying for the outpouring of His Spirit, and yet God is not listening. It's not that God is not listening, friends, but it's actually us. It's not listening to His instructions. It is us. It's a sad, sad reality that we have to see where we have fallen. This promised blessing, can we all smile now? This promised blessing if claimed by faith, will bring all other blessings in its train. Can you say amen? That is still a depressed amen. Friends, this promised blessing, if claimed by faith, would bring all other blessings in its train. Oh, friends. And the promise is, it is to be given liberally to the people of God. Oh, friends, just imagine the longing of the Lord to grant us this power. The longing of the Lord to grant us His Spirit. You know what? Not just for the programming of this church, not just for, for the edification of brothers and sisters, but remember, friends, the graph that you saw yesterday. In order for the world to see. In order for the world, their, father, their friends, to see Jesus in order for the world to be won to heaven. This last quote really spoke to my heart. This is found in Science of the Times, January 1, 1894, paragraph 4. It says, In giving Jesus to the world, God gave all of heaven in one gift. That's, that's a beautiful quote. When Jesus was given to us, God gave all of heaven in one gift. And listen, then why is it that when God has left nothing undone that could be done, that there are not more brought from darkness to light. Just imagine this. There, there's still 3.2 billion who have not heard the name Jesus. 
who have not known Jesus, my dear friends. 3.2 billion. If God has given us the greatest gift, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, then why is it that there are still a lot of people who have not known him? Listen, friends, this is the answer. It is because human will does not cooperate with divine intelligences. We seem to know where we're going. We seem to know what we are doing. We do not submit. We do not ask for the things that God has been instructing us to ask from Him. If we would just but ask what God is asking you to do, asking us to do, we will receive it. Listen, friends, this beautiful last line that I'll share. If the Lord's will and way were carried out, if the Lord's will and way were carried out, what does the Lord desire for His church? Repentance. Humiliation. Earnest prayer. If the Lord's will and way are carried out, humanity would be, would be reached through humanity and every lost prodigal would be brought home. If we will just submit ourselves to the Lord, if we will just humble ourselves to the Lord, that graph that you have seen yesterday, it will not be colored blue anymore. It will be green. Friends, who desires to color that graph green? The promise, friends, is every lost prodigal would be brought home. Every. The Lord doesn't lie. Can you say amen to that? And with God, all things are possible. Do you want to see impossible become possible? Friends, it is time to listen to Him. It is time to obey His instruction. And it is time to pray the prayers that He desires for us to pray. So church, will you join me right now? Let us bow before His presence. Let us come together. Come, friends. And for those of you who have difficulty kneeling down, you could occupy this, this first few pews here, or even you could pull, you could pull your, pull your chairs closer if you want to draw closer. Let's press together. God is good, my dear friends. Amen? And as you're coming closer, as you're bringing your, your cell phones with you, let's open our our digital hymn books on hymn number 492, 492. Let us sing this, this song like a prayer in our hearts. Be like Jesus. Teach me, Father, what to say. Teach me, Father, how to pray. Teach me, O Lord, the way how to be like Jesus. I would be like Jesus. I would be like Jesus. Help me, Lord, to daily grow more and more like Jesus.
oh dear Father, how we desire to be more and more like Jesus each day. Dear Lord, before we could even go into our prayer request, we just want to begin this, this season of praises, with our praises to the God who deserves our thanksgiving and our praises. So Lord, I pray that even now, please indict the prayers in our hearts. We don't even know how to praise you. But Lord, we praise you and we thank you that through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we will be able to pray. So friends, I'd like to encourage you, lift up your voices when you pray. Let's just pray one line of praise, one sentence of praises to the God who deserves it. And if you agree with your brother's or your sister's prayer, let's say the word Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Father, as you deserve our praises and our thanksgiving, you also deserve, O oh Lord, the confession of our hearts, surrender of our hearts. Lord, as we go into our time of confession, we'd like to ask for forgiveness for all those things that have blocked our vision, that have caused us, dear Father, not to follow your instructions, your sinful instructions, O oh Lord, to humble ourselves. Father, I pray that you please search our hearts right now and give us a spirit of humility. That as we confess this, these things, Lord, I pray that may you indite our prayers once again. Father, I'd like to begin this. Lord, please forgive me, forgive us as a church for our self-sufficiency. Yes. yes, Lord, I... I agree with that prayer and forgive us, Lord, for causing division in our church as well. Forgive us, O oh Lord, for, for criticizing our leaders and forgive us, dear Father, that we criticize and murmur more than we pray for one another and praying for our leaders. Lord, please teach us to be like Jesus. Lord, as we sing the second stanza of Be Like Jesus, may this be the prayer of our heart. Teach me as the days go by. Teach me not to reason why. Teach me that to do and die is to be like Jesus. I would be like Jesus. I would be like Jesus. Help me, Lord, to daily grow more and more like Jesus. Oh, dear Father, Lord, we praise and we thank you for your promise in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Dear Father, I pray that you please 
remove all those things that we do not give you. Dear Lord, I pray that you please give us the heart not to return to those things. Father, as we come before you right now with our supplication and our prayer request, Lord, please help us, teach us even what to ask for. We desire to receive the Holy Spirit, but Lord, we desire that you please teach us what are the things that we need to do. You have given us already the instructions, so Lord, please help us how to do it today. Our first prayer request, O oh Lord, would you please give us a humble spirit. Father, please teach us how to live each and every day only for the glory of your name. Oh, to Jesus I surrender all, to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Oh, dear Father, Lord, please help us to surrender even that we do not know what, how to do it. So, Lord, we pray, please take our hearts where we cannot give it. It is thy property. Please keep it here where we cannot keep it for you. Please save us in spite of ourselves, our weak and Christ-like selves. Mold us, fashion us, and lift us to the pure and holy atmosphere where the rich current of thy love can flow through our souls. And, Lord, we pray, as a church, that we will corporately humble ourselves before you, corporately seek after repentance, that we may receive the outpouring and filling of your Holy Spirit. Prepare us, Lord, for the storms that are ahead. And Lord, I pray in a very special way that you please give us the eyes. Give us the eyes that only have one focus, and that will be Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord, for hearing our prayers. Thank you, Lord, that even before we call, you have already answered. And while we are yet speaking, you have heard us. Thank you so much, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. We pray all this in the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus, all your children say. Amen. Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio2021 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcast.